Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, I am excited for my guest today, drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates back in 2018, a pitcher in their farm system, host of your own podcast, uh, the minor league take, uh, part of the More Than Baseball family, uh, Brad Case. How's it going, man? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. How has your first couple weeks of uh, of the minor league season been for you? Uh, it's been good. Um, we, I, I was lucky enough to uh, break camp with uh, AAA this year, and in spring training, I was you know given the opportunity to go back up some big league games, so that was a ton of fun. Um, but I was in AAA for the first month, and then some roster moves had to happen, and so I'm here in uh, AA Altoona right now, playing with these guys, um, and just trying to slowly work my way back. Um, it's been an interesting. It's been an interesting past week. We were gonna record originally last week, but um, yeah. We got all I got all banged up with uh, with travel coming back from Iowa to Indy, and that was just one hell of a journey. So, yeah, no, and I'm I'm excited to talk to you about that. Um, you you mentioned you broke camp or and you had some spring training games with the big league camp. How was that experience? Just getting to play with some of the major league guys. Um, was there anyone there, like in particular, that maybe you were able to um, talk to and try to get some pointers and tips from? Um, it was it was really cool. My first experience with it, uh, we were going to. Um, we went to Dunedin to go play the Blue Jays mm-hmm. and we uh, I'm like, this is really cool. Like the whole time I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm excited. Um, and we're walking out there just to shag BP and just hang out. And I st- I take like two steps onto the field and I'm like, and I immediately like felt like, you know, some fear, some nerves, all that stuff starting to come creep in. And I'm like, something came to me in that moment. I was like, okay, whether I'm good enough to be here or not, I have to tell myself I am. Yeah. Warm up in the bullpen, jog out to the mound and get to 2 on the first guy I face. And I'm like, dude, do not be walking guys right now. I'm like, you just, I'm like, literally let this guy hit the ball. Like it doesn't matter. And I throw strike one and he fouls it off. I throw strike two, he fouls it off. I'm like, all right, two, two, we can get back in this count right here. Um, I threw him a change and he struck out and I was all geeked up. I struck yeah. out the first guy I faced. Do you know, do you, um, was it a big leaguer or just another minor league guy? No, it was a minor league guy. Okay. Um, especially in the end of those spring training games it's usually all my right. guys I was, this was the ninth sure. inning by the way oh, okay um and then the next guy comes up strike one strike two strike three strike him out um and then the next guy hit a ground out and i was i came off the mound and i would like had a smile like, mm-hmm. ear to ear uh pitch coach comes up to me he's like holy shit case that was gonna awesome and like it was all pumped um it was a really cool experience um definitely something i'm gonna remember for a long time yeah, did you uh, get to face any major league guys like from the Blue Jays or any other team that you're like, okay, I actually was able to strike out, you know, so and so? No, um, I think I mean I faced I faced a lot of guys that have now made their major league sure. debut. Um, Royce Lewis last week made his debut. Uh, faced him. Um, 
Trevor Larnick, uh, Jared Kellenick, um, Wisconsin guy, Stephon Florial. There's a lot, there's honestly a long list of mm-hmm. guys that I've been lucky enough to face that are uh, now major leaguers. But yeah. the only guy that I've ever faced that was an active big leaguer, there's only two guys. Um, it was, oh, man, what was his name? Um, something, he, he was an outfielder with the Braves a couple years ago. Camargo, Johan Camargo? Uh, maybe. I think, that's a, I think that's the name. I remember I got him out a couple of times, and then last year I was lucky enough to face uh, Gio Urshela. Okay, yeah, from the Yankees. Or no. As he was doing rehab games yeah. in double A. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you were a Yankees fan. That's yeah, awesome. and I got to face him. I was a Yankee fan, yes. Yeah, you are. You were. You were. Let's, let's clarify. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I can't anymore. Um, but it was it, that was really cool. Um, because I got like three one on him last summer and was like, "All right, three one, don't don't walk him back. Like I gotta really give him something right here." And I just gave everything I could right down the middle, and he swung right through it and fell. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I just got one by Jew or Shell. Yeah, like, that's awesome. And I'm like, "All right, three two. Like if I walk him here on a fastball up, I'm cool with that." So yeah. I just reared it up and let it rip up at the top of the zone. And I just swear I thought I got it by him, and he just slowly just poked his bat out barely. <laughs> And blooped it over the first baseman's head for a double. I was pissed. Wow, those yeah. are the worst ones cool. too. Where you like, you're like, even like as a fan watching those, you're like, how did he just make contact? And then it's, yeah, you just that's just the game it's of baseball. A double, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. In the book, in the book, it's a line drive. Yeah, that's crazy. So let's talk about your cool. let's talk about your podcast. Um, how did that come about? Um, you also do a great job. You've had it for I think what two years now. Um, yeah, I've done an uh, I've done an off season of 2020 and off season of uh, 21. Okay. Um, and really where it started as like, I would just, uh, playing pro ball, I would talk to guys and I started realizing like how different a paths everybody's, you know, takes to get here. Sure. Um, the first three episodes, I think the, were the perfect encapsulation of mo of, you know, the broad spectrum of journeys. Um, the first episodes, Jojo gray, who is a big leaguer now with the nationals. Mm-hmm. He's the, one of their starting pitchers. He's unbelievable. He's gross. Um, go check out him. Um, he was in the trade, he, right? The Scherzer trade, or no? He was in. He was in two trades. He was okay. a second rounder with the Reds. Okay. Traded for Puig and a bunch of other guys okay. over to the Dodgers. Made it to the big leagues with the Dodgers and then traded for Scherzer. Um, so he he's always been a high value arm. Mm-hmm. Guys have always seen how good he is. Um, I just you know it's fun just you know be able to watch like Pitchers Nation on like Instagram and like he's popping up throwing nasty sliders mm-hmm. punching out Mike Trout. Um, so it's been it's been cool. So he's the first episode, and he was a like he went to a D two school just like me, in uh, but he went to school up in like uh, um, where'd he go? He went to Lemoyne in like upstate New York, okay, like Syracuse. Yeah, ended up being a second rounder out of there, and then has just been crushing it ever since. Um, and then after that, I've got like Joe Jakes who who was almost old, he was like a couple weeks from not even playing college baseball and decided you know what I want to play college baseball. And ended up being, you know, a fifth-year senior being drafted by the Pirates. And he shot through our system and was in AAA all year last year. And once he gets healthy, I'm pretty sure he'll make his debut this year. Um, and then lastly, I, and then the third guy I had on was Mason Martin, who is just just destroys baseballs and destroys the weight room. Um, and he was a high school dr- prospect drafted. So he – He's been killing it all the way through. So when you when you get your guest on, a lot of them have been guys you've played with or you know. Um, yeah. Are any of them ever like hesitant to come on? Like uh, I don't know, I don't, 
or you get pretty yeah um i feel like most guys i mean most guys do it they most guys that do come on are like yeah sure brad like you're my boy like of course i'll come on and do it um but for the i mean the guys that are like now i want to do it i totally understand um because baseball players we're pretty private people yeah for the most part um i think i'm definitely one of the outliers for having a podcast myself um the few baseball players that are outspoken the one that is outspoken is in a lot of trouble right now so yeah it's gonna be (laughs) even less popular to be that's a good point that's a good point yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, and then you're with more than baseball. How did that? How did you guys? How? Because I mean, I just had um, Simon um, Rosenblum Larson on. Um, yeah, last week. Uh, he just he reached out to me. Oh. I haven't talked to him in a, in a while, actually. Um, I still always tag him uh, in all the posts I make, mm-hmm. um, just because I know they have a huge following. So sure. you know, hoping you know, since they we have partnered and they're my official sponsor on every single. Um, thing although i'm seeing your sponsor by sea geek which is a lot damn cooler than what i got so yeah no that's cool i mean sea geeks uh, yeah i'm sponsored by sea geek um that's more like an uh um, like an affiliation kind of like every time someone uses like a coupon that discount i have code, yeah. yeah discount code yeah but uh, i also sponsored by um but more fine on the financial side by uh um durham's crypto they're durham sports crypto they're uh they've sponsored over 80 minor leaguers um, oh, wow. and they actually partnered up with more than baseball. That's kind of how I kind of got in touch with them. They partnered up with, um, adopt a minor leaguer. Uh, yeah. So okay. they, this past off season, they've sponsored, I think over 80, if not just about 80 minor leaguers so far. So yeah, um, this sponsor, this podcast is sponsored by them. Um, but yeah, no, it's, there's, I'm glad that, and we'll talk about this kind of in depth, but I'm glad that there's more like awareness of kind of like what's going on here in the minor leagues. Yeah, it's uh I mean, I remember when I first signed, I was just kind of like, wait, I'm going to make how much money for <laughs> for how long?" Yeah. What? Um I mean, they they've done a lot of they've taken some good steps. Uh I mean, they've nearly doubled our pay mm-hmm. um since my first full season. Uh they pay for our housing now, which is just a huge relief. Um the housing they set up for us in Indianapolis was unbelievable. Oh my god, that's the nicest apartment I've ever lived in in my life. Um I was incredibly thankful for that. Uh, so they're, they're definitely taking steps in the right direction. I would love to see momentum carry, um, and for, you know, bigger and bigger things to continue to build, um, advocates for minor league baseball, I think are, you know, I I think they're the ones that are going to be the, you know, be the driving force to push anything over the finish line. So I'm excited to see, you know, what they have coming down the, uh, pipe here in next, you know, next couple of months. Yo, absolutely. And like, I think I have one of their guys coming on the podcast. Uh, we're still trying to work out. Uh, a time for that to work out but yeah like i said there's so many things that are now opening like our eyes and like the eyes of yeah. the fan base and stuff um but we'll, we'll let's jump into your high school or when did you start playing baseball and kind of like when did you realize that you were good enough to possibly uh make a career career out of it so the, i'm gonna let you steal this one all right the i like to call this like the if to when moment for a lot of guys um and it's you know if i get drafted that'd be so cool like if that happens it'd be awesome and then and then you slowly start to turn into you mean when i get drafted nice yeah like when all my dreams come true when all this stuff becomes a real uh reality instead of just this fantasy you know on this far far mountaintop in in high school my junior year of high school was not good um it was you know i, I started out that year as like hey um come out of the bullpen once in a while and like just be the big guy that throws hard and i legitimately would like 
just throw it off the backstop every once in a while because I just had no idea where it was yeah. going. Um, How hard were you throwing in high school? See, for New York, it was gas. New York, it was like 84, 85, and everyone was like, whoa, that's a big deal. Um, but I know now, like, kids in Florida, kids California, in Texas, yeah. California oh, yeah. were like, oh, I was throwing 95 <laughs> yeah, when I was yeah. like in eight in like eighth grade, dude. Why, why weren't you throwing harder? And I was... It's just kind of how New York baseball is. Like, if you can throw 85, it's it's gas for them. So um, that's kind of how my year started out as a junior. And then the year continued. I got a couple start opportunities, and it was just terrible. Um, and I was like, yo, I'm not good at this, but damn it, do I want to, like, keep trying? Um, go to summer ball, pitch much better, get some offers. Uh, and I decide – I have a bunch of offers, and I actually decide – you know what? I'm going to go to D2 Rollins College because they have a good education and I sh- am never going to play pro ball. So I should just go take the safe road. Um, and sure enough, I I come back from my senior year of high school and the guy that's supposed to be our best pitcher, Lucas Maldonado, um, he unfortunately gets Tommy John in the fall and he's not going to be ready for the spring. I got to step up here. And that year I just I figured out something. Um, and I was just on it. Uh, I had like a one year a, like a 0.7 whip. Um, I won MVP for New York city. Um, a lot of things changed all of a sudden. I can't believe any of this is happening, but the real, like the moment when I started like really believing in myself and starting to be confident was when I went to college and we had like running one day I do all my running, whatever with the team. And, uh, this kid, uh, Chris Corbett, who is our, he's our starting catcher. He's going to get drafted by the giants. Everyone like knows him. He's the, you know, he's the best guy. He's the greatest dude ever. Like he's the nicest guy. He's Mr. Popular. Everybody knows him. He's just the man. And he stops me after practice. He's like, Hey man, like, why don't you just hang out for a second and just like stretch a little bit with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. What's up? I'm talking Mm -hmm. to him. He's like, what's, he goes, what's your goal for this season? I'm like, I don't know, make the varsity team because we had a JV. I'm like, I just don't want to be on JV. Like, yeah. I don't want to be down there. And it's like, that's not good enough. I'm like, like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Uh, all right, I want to be the closer. I'm like, that'd be pretty cool to be the closer. He goes, okay, not good enough. I'm like, I'm like all right, sure. I want to be the Friday night guy. And in college, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, perfect. He goes, try to be the Friday night guy. I want you to work every single day with that as your goal. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll I'll try. And slowly but surely, I started getting better and better. I started, I gained like six miles an hour out of nowhere. And before I knew it, I was pitching game two every single weekend as a freshman. I know it's D2, but the Sunshine State Conference is no joke with Tampa and Nova and Barry and oh, Lynn. Yeah. And this basically, if you are at a big D1 and things aren't working out great, you transfer to a D2 and you crush it there. There was a guy, there was a guy that was, uh, there's a couple guys that went from pro ball. 2D2. Wait, what? It was crazy. Yes. I swear to God. How, did that, how does that work out? Like, if you get drafted out of high school and then they... Yep. And then they count your as a year of eligibility. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, but anyways, yeah, no. So I, I get there and there's... I find out you go from pro ball to D2. And there's this kid, John Silviano, who got drafted by the Marlins, I want to say. Played for three years, got cut, and then showed up to... D2 Lynn and he I think he hit like 30 home runs in a 50 game season 30 home runs in a 50 game season it was nuts and he got drafted again or no he got signed as a free agent okay because he can't get drafted you can only get drafted and signed once 
but still it was just it was crazy and i remember freshman you know as a freshman i was like blown away with some of the stuff i was seeing but that um that conversation with chris that's really the the moment i started going okay let's see if i can actually do this um and by the end of the year i had by the end of my freshman year i was like damn i think i'm starting to get a shot at this so so in in high school then like you mentioned you weren't good um, your senior yeah. years when things kind of started to kind of fall into place. Um, what schools did you visit though? I know you went to end up going to D two, but like you mentioned that you got some other offers. Like, did you do any like official visits? Um, what schools did you were potentially in, interested in you? Um, so I got, geez, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of bizarre offers. I got offered from first visit I ever went on was to Barry College, not Barry in Miami, Barry. The NII, NAIA in Georgia. Never. And <laughs> I, I went with my dad and we were like, we were at the perfect game tournament. Yeah. And we literally left the game and went straight to the campus to go check it out. And I was, I was like, all right, this is cool. But I, I wasn't really sold on it. Yeah. Um, the, those coaches were nice and everything. Um, I got offered from, where else have you been offered from? Jeez. A Juco there tried to get me to go. Um, Lynn, or not Lynn. Uh, Canisius College up in Buffalo, um, Hartford. Uh, they offered me as well. And South Alabama. That was the most interesting one because it was out of nowhere. I had never heard of it before. But when I started like researching and looking into it, it's unbelievable at baseball. Okay. Um, our first rounder of my draft class, Travis Swaggerty, he's from there. Um, so it was definitely like eye opening, like to get an offer from a place like that out of like out of nowhere. Um, it was pretty cool. And then, but like I said, you know, when, it, when the decisions came down to it, I was like, you know what? I'm never going to play professional baseball. Yeah. I should just go to the good education. So what did you, what did you major in? Business. Just, I just normal. Typical. Business, nothing, yeah, yeah. Nothing fancy. I once, by the end of my sophomore year, I was like, I'm not going to use this thing ever. Yeah. No, I make that makes sense. Hopefully. I mean, hope right, yeah. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. um, I got one semester left, and I really don't want to go back for it. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, that's that's not that bad though. One semester, I know, uh, I know, I knew, I talked to a guy who got drafted out of Louisville, and his, uh, his whole his whole uh, first year in rookie ball, he was taking his online classes so that he can yeah, finish. See, and Rollins every is too small, Rollins yeah. is too small. They don't offer that. Interesting. Okay, they offered it at well, actually, that's a, kind of a lie. They offered it during 2020 in the fall. But but yeah, only for like COVID it. reasons. They don't. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. do it, and then uh, my coaches with the Pirates were like, "No, we're gonna have something. Like, don't don't go back to school." And I was like, "Okay," and I didn't, and nothing ever happened. So <laughs> I kind of yeah. missed out on an opportunity. But it is what it is. So how was how was your college um, experience? And like, was your team pretty good? You mentioned your your catcher got drafted. So uh, we had a lot of guys drafted. We had like. I think seven players drafted that I played with. Okay. Um, really good talent. Really, really good talent. Just we just didn't could not figure it out on the field. Oh. We had Chris Corbett drafted by the Giants. Whit Drennan drafted by the Astros. Whit Drennan, by the way, got drafted by the Astros, and the big league pitching coach Brent Strom, who's now with the uh, with the Diamondbacks, he was the one that was like, "Yo, you need to draft this kid." Um, the, still to this day, one of the best sliders and curveballs I've ever seen in my life. Um, so let's see. Chris went to the Giants, went right into the Astros. Brian Auerbach signed a free agent deal with the Phillies. Um, who else? 
Jimmy Robbins is with the Blue Jays. I'm with the Pirates. Garrett Leonard's with the Pirates. There's one more guy. Oh, and then Anthony Travato signed uh, with Indie Ball for a little bit, and Cameron Ank signed with the Rockies. So we we had the pitching. We had the pitching. We had the arms. We had some really good talent in Chris's class. Um, I got one. There was one guy um, who didn't sign uh, who I thought was talented enough to. Um, but you know, like like I said, it was uh, it was damn impressive the talent we had there. Mm-hmm. We just never could put it together. Um, my junior year, our whole rotation and our best three bullpen arms all went on to play pro ball, and we lost nineteen games in a row. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So you so you weren't good. <laughs> no, was, we were not good. Who was, was Rollins? Was Rollins really like, season. Who was like your guys' biggest rival in in for like Rollins? Like were like you, you guys like this is the game we got to get it up for. I wouldn't say we really had a rival because everyone just kind of beat up on us. <laughs> I guess it was it, nice in the beginning of the year we would schedule these really bad Northeast teams and they would come down, we kick the crap out of them, send them back to North, and then we go play the teams in Florida and they would just laugh at us and just smack us around. Yeah. Did you ever play yeah. Tampa? I guess that they're in your oh, division, yeah. right? Tampa, Tampa's like they, they dominate every year, it. right? Like they're always in like the yeah. 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 If you want to talk about sign stealing scandals, oh my God. They know every single pitch you're gonna throw the entire game. Interesting. And it's not like cameras or anything. They just yeah. they see your grip, they see the catcher signs, they see something, and they are like, Okay, it's not a fastball. Yeah, that 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 so. that that, that, that team is always like they they always produce talent and like they're I've talked to some guys who've gone there and like and I talked to a guy who left Notre Dame and went there because he oh. wasn't um Brandon Kennard. I don't know if you know him. He uh no. he uh he ended up getting undrafted, um signed mm. by the Brewers in uh, but with COVID and everything, he wasn't he wasn't drafted. Gotcha. Uh, but he was there it would have been eighteen or nineteen. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he he th- that whole Tampa team was always good. Like they were always pumping out ridiculous prospects left yeah. and right it was never a, it was never a fun time to go play them yeah no for sure um so then you get drafted though like you yeah. at what point like you're you know not if but when like at what point did you realize like okay uh i'm gonna get drafted and like were there any other teams kind of like interested in you i know like you do the whole questionnaires and all that like how many yeah teams had they contacted you um the 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 moment where i knew I was going to get drafted was the end of my sophomore year. Um, I had a really good start. The first five games were good. The next five games were terrible. <laughs> and then the last five games of the season that I pitched in, I went like, I think I struck out 45 guys in in a five game span and walked two. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah, like I, yeah. I figured it out. Um, and that was against, you know, like all those all conference play. So it was all really good teams and I was pitching much better. Um, so kind of from that moment, I was like, all right, I, I, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, junior year happens and I killed myself with the stress of like worrying about like, got to throw harder, got to throw nastier stuff, got to do this, that. And, and it just got in my head and. I didn't have as good of a junior year as I wanted. Um, still was lucky enough to get drafted by the Pirates, but during that season, I think I got contacted by 25 of 30 teams. Okay. Um, probably had around 10 meetings with, you know, sit-down meetings with teams. What are those um, meetings like? I've always been kind of curious. Like, what kind of questions do they ask you? And, like, like how does it normally so, – is it pretty, like, just laid back? Or is it like, pretty – There – there's a whole range of them. So there's the classic baseball guys that are awesome. Yeah. 
they'll sit down and be like, Hey dude, like you're the, like blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, talk shop, just shoot the shit, whatever. Um, then there's the guys that are like, I don't want to say this in a mean way, but like the, the older guys that are, they've been around the game for a while. Sure. Um, like I sat down to meet with one of them and was like, Hey, so like, what's something I should work on better? And he was like, Oh, I think you throw like too many pitches. And I was like, Oh really? It was like, <laughs> not like a uh, number of pitches. Yeah. Like just like I would waste pitches during the game. And the one game he saw me and I went like eight innings. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I was like, whatever. Um, and then there's the, uh, tech guys, the analytical guys that will yeah. come meet with you. And they sit there and they have a script of questions and they go, okay, question one, what do you like about baseball? Like oh it was goodness. just yeah, really bizarre, like interviews. And I was just like, dude, just talk to me like a human being. I, what are we doing? Um, so th- there's a whole, there's a whole range of them. Um, but the, my favorite ones were the ones where they were just baseball dudes and you could talk just like hang out and enjoy enjoy talking to them and that's that's how the pirates one went um so i really you know i really liked the pirates guy from the start um nick presto was my signing scout and that was that was a pretty cool experience but going into draft day itself uh there was three teams i knew uh all i knew they wanted me um the mets the pirates and the blue jays and the mets and I talked to my agent before before the draft and said, like, all right, my number is going to be, like, this number. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't budge from it at all, or they will keep bringing oh, it sure. down. Yeah. yeah. And the Mets, I told the Mets my number. They hit me with, how's X sound? And I said, nope. And that was one of the scariest moments of my life. <laughs> yeah. What, what was round during... was that? Was that, what, was that a different round? I think it was, like, the 15th round or something. Oh, so, like that. okay. It was in It was right before... I was going to get drafted. Um, I didn't know. I never was told like, Hey, this round for sure. Yeah. Going into that day. Um, but the Mets and the blue Jays and the pirates, all three of them had texted me saying like, Hey, are you good for X amount? Um, the Mets lowballed it. The pirates hit it and the blue Jays overshot it. And I was like, I am cool with whatever. Just call my agent and we'll figure it out. Um, and I'm sitting and I sit on my laptop in the living room with my family my mom wanted to have a party. She wanted to have people over. And I was like, hell no. You're yeah. not having a damn person in this house. Because um, I was going to freak out if I didn't get drafted. So I watched the first couple rounds that day because day three is just 11 through 40. And it's all off a laptop. It's not on MLB Network or anything. So I was like sitting there kind of panicking. And I watched like the first two, three rounds. And I text my buddy. I'm like, dude, I can't watch this anymore. Because we were both looking to get drafted that day. And I'm like, I can't watch this. So I shut off my laptop, shut off everything, walked away, like went outside, come back in, just hanging out. Every My family feels how tense I am, and they're just like trying to relax me. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call. I stand up, take it, walk out of the room. And it's my agent going, hey, Pirates are going to take you for the next pick. I go, okay. Walk back in the room. Don't say anything. Yeah. My dad goes, what was that? <clears throat> I go, nothing. and i looked at my little brother who's two years younger than me so he was like 19 at the time and i go the pirates are going to take me with their next pick and he goes he's like his eyes get all big and excited and he i didn't even realize he did at the time but he set up his phone in the corner of the room to record the moment Mm -hmm. and he got it like perfect and i just i'm sitting there staring at the laptop because i know i'm about to get called and i go mom come here 
And she goes, what? And I go, look. And I point, and it's my name on the screen. And she starts screaming and yelling, and my dad comes over, and he's like, oh, my God. They're jumping up yeah. and down, going nuts. And uh, it was a really cool moment. And I'm see, I, I seriously, I should probably tell my brother thank you again for recording that, because I haven't yeah. t- told him thank you for that for a while. Yeah, no, that's incredible that he was able to catch it. And, like, I've, I've had guys on, and, like, it's funny how many guys uh, won't have draft parties. Um, they're just like, look, I'm going to go out golfing. I'm going to go um, – game with my guys like i'm not gonna even focus on it because it is stressful right you don't know oh yeah um and baseball draft i was actually talking on the phone to an agent today a buddy of mine who's actually a baseball agent um and like we were like we were talking about the draft because he has like seven or eight guys who are probably getting drafted this year um and i'm like it's crazy how baseball draft is so different compared to like the nba draft or the nfl draft like baseball there's so many like variables um going into a draft like you just never know when you're going to get you get selected and all that. So I can't even imagine the yeah. stress that that is. It's yeah. I didn't, I did not help myself that week. I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stress that goes in the difference though, with the NBA and the NFL is like, who, who is the, I don't, I don't even follow the NFL. Who's the first pick overall this year. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm a Raiders a fan. We didn't have a first round pick. <laughs> Huh? I'm a Raiders fan, and we didn't have a first round pick. We traded it for Devontae Adams, so I wasn't usually. Usually, I will watch it because you know. yeah, um, I'm a Jets fan, so I don't. I, I just kind of like call me when we're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I the, whoever gets drafted, you know, all the guys drafted in the first round are going to uh-huh. be in the league this year. Like they're going to be day one. Day one, they're yeah. going to be starting in the NFL. With baseball, it's maybe they'll make it. Yeah. Yeah, low ball or low rookie ball, you know, low yeah. A, high A, double A. Tri- Do you ever get guys or or got girls or people who ask you like, um, like, okay, you're you're a baseball player now, like, yeah, but then you get explained to them like, yeah, but I'm with the Pirates, yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. I'm in double A or triple A. I'm not necessarily actually with the organization because like I'm not even a baseball player, and I'll have to explain that to people. Like, look, I know a guy, but he's not with the Angels. He's in their organization yeah yeah yeah. way to being it yeah that's a really fun uh thing to explain in a loud bar to people you're like no i'm like gonna be there just just give me a minute just give me a minute and i'll be there um speaking of which actually we just i hate to mention this but jack's shout out jack swinski for hitting a home run um off of someone probably really good on the dodgers today so Shout out to him. He just hit it, and I got the notification, so I wanted to. Oh, right on. Is he? Is he a one of your guys? Yeah, we played together here uh, in Altoona last year. Oh, he's with the Pirates. Yes, he he just got called up, right? Uh, A couple weeks ago. Yes, yes. I okay. Yeah, great guy. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's always fun to try to explain that to them. I just, I'm like, just in like two years, I'll be there. That's what I always say. Just give me like two years. What, no matter what year it is, I always just say two years. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. So, um, like I said, this podcast is sponsored by Durham Sports. Uh, we talk about, uh, and we I might I might end up being with more than baseball. I talked to Simon. We're we're still kind of figuring that out. So you and I, like I said, we might be teammates on, in the podcast world. But um, uh, I like to talk about the minor league experiences, um, both good, both bad, um, to kind of highlight what you guys go through. Uh, a lot of like fans, like I said, I've said this before, a lot of fans don't really see the grind, the hustle, like the struggles to get to the majors. They just see the final product um, and they don't see like the path to get there. Um, 
Exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I always ask you if you have, have any funny minor league stories. I want you to start off with your bus story from last week. I, was say, yeah, I messaged you. To... <laughs> I said, are you coming on the pod? <laughs> oh, my God. That was a nightmare. So it's 5 o'clock in Des Moines, Iowa, and we get on the bus. And the plan is we're going to just drive. It's like seven hours, mm -hmm. something like that, back to Indianapolis. And, like, that's not that bad of a drive. Um, and we were supposed to get there at, like, midnight. That's not bad at all. Like, I get a mm -hmm. full night's sleep in my bed. Like, it'll be nice. Um, we get on the bus, and we drive for about three hours. And all of a sudden, and we're on a sleeper bus, which is actually really nice because we all get our own, like, bed and, like, cubby and, like. Oh, nice. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, it's a little different than low A and high A. Huh? It's a little different than like low A and and high A travel. Yeah, you don't get those till uh, till AAA, which is those are those are sweet. Um, but I, I'm just laying in my bed, just kind of hanging out, watching a movie or something, and all of a sudden, like we, I feel like boom, 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 and like we kind of come to a quick stop. I'm like, and I'm like, I poke my head out. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And one of my friends is like, dude, we just popped a tire. I'm like, no, we didn't. Nice. I'm like, no, we didn't. He's like, yeah, we did. And we go outside and sure enough, this tires pop just just absolutely destroyed. Shredded. Just shredded. And I'm like, oh my God. And I look and we are surrounded by nothing but farmland. And I'm like, I don't even want to deal with this right now. So I just I'm like, they're gonna call someone to come fix this. I'm gonna go lay down and not care and go back inside, keep, you know, hanging out. Guys have some drinks. We're just kind of hanging out, chilling. And a couple hours pass, and we're like, "Yo, what is going on? Like, are we getting, are we getting some help? What's what's happening?" And finally, it's like, I want to say it's ten, eleven o'clock, and we get a, "Hey, three hours, <laughs> three hours," and we get someone here to fix this. I'm like, "I'm like, you know, at least we got someone coming. Yeah. Whatever, fine." Because it was a Sunday night. Like, I don't expect many truck people to be working on stuff mm -hmm. like that on Sunday night. So I'm like, whatever. We're all start to realize, yo, we're hungry. Like, we got to get some food. And we look at Uber Eats, nothing. We look at door, we look at Grubhub, nothing. We look at like every, anything. And we're mm -hmm. like, yo, we can't get anything here. And finally, someone realizes we can do only thing you can get is Taco Bell off of Grubhub. So, me and two other guys, uh, we put in like we got ourselves something, but then we also put it bought like a cravings box or something that feeds like eight people. And we bought a ton of Taco Bell. And we have these Grubhub drivers just showing up on the side of the road, yes. bringing us all this food. And we fed all the boys. We fed the boys. We fed the bus driver, fed everybody. And we were all pumped. And finally, someone pulls up and is like, going to help us. I'm like, all right, sweet. I eat my food, like finish, finish my beer. I go lay in my bed. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fall asleep. I will get there when we get there. I don't even care anymore. And I fall asleep and wake up a couple hours later and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, we're moving. Like, this is awesome. And knock out immediately after. Two hours pass. And I wake up and I'm like, like kind of like slowly, like half awake. I'm like, why are we not moving? I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, why are we not moving? And I look around, I poke my head out and no one's awake. And I look at my phone. We moved one mile down the road. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm like, no way. And I look, and it's like 4.30 in the morning, I think, at this point. I'm like, you got to be joking me. So I go outside to get some fresh air and look around. I'm like, all right, there's the bus driver down there with the attendant. Like, let's go see what's happening. Walk down there, and 
either I know zero of I either I know absolutely nothing about cars and trucks and buses or he was telling me spells from Harry Potter because I actually had no idea what he was telling me. <laughs> I asked him, he's like, yeah, well, the there's something and that's not uh-huh. working. And I'm like, I, I go, I'm too tired. And I look and I see another bus behind us. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys got us another bus? And he goes, no, that's the coaches. <laughs> I go, what? Wow. And he's like, yeah, they, they broke down as well. And once they got fixed, they never they didn't want to leave you guys behind. And my manager comes out of the coach's bus and is like, "Hey, Brad, we're gonna we're gonna have everybody take their stuff off of the first bus and put it on our bus, and then we're gonna drive the rest of the way back." And I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And it's like five in the morning, and I grab my bag, put it on the coach's bus, and we start driving. And the second we take off, I touch my pocket and I go, "Oh my god, I forgot my wallet." <laughs> So now I'm freaking out about my wallet yeah. and we 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 make the rest of the trek back. I think we got back at like 10 a.m. Jeez. the next day and there wasn't enough beds on that bus. So I just sat in a leather chair for like five, six hours. I felt even worse for my manager. He stood for the entire drive because wow. he would he we ran out of seats. So yeah. he just stood. Um, But yeah, we, we just did that and we got back at 10 in the morning and I think you messaged me and I'm like. <laughs> Dude, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. I didn't sleep last night, so that's crazy. Yep, that was that was nuts. And then I got sent to Altoona the next day. That was just it was a lot wow. going on. How does that work? Like with living arrangements and stuff? Do they just like um, this is where you're gonna stay, or you're kind of like enough, stuck uh, on your we own? We have enough apartments okay. here in Altoona. Um, they have a really good setup here. It's uh, we have like nine apartments in a row with like five uh, five rooms each. Okay. So there's always enough room, even if there's injured guys, even if there's like a temporary call up or something, mm-hmm. uh, there's always enough room. So I, Tuesday, yeah, I got told I'm going to double A, packed my bag, went to my apartment, packed up my apartment, shoved it in my car, drove six hours to meet the team in Erie, Pennsylvania, and played the rest of the week, played Sunday, and then drove back here and unpacked last night. Wow. So. That's crazy. So you were able to get Taco Bell in the middle of like, Iowa, you said? No, we were, I think that was in Illinois. Oh, uh, in Illinois. Like, but like in the middle of nowhere, like you're just. Middle of absolutely nowhere. Just like there was, it was just straight farmland next to us. Wow. Taco Bell came in clutch though. I'm not going to lie. That shout out Taco Bell. <laughs> shout no out. free to... ads, but shout out Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They better pay me for this one, but. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, is that your craziest like, um, like travel experience or have you ever had like. Uh, any other ones where you're like, this almost topped that, but this other experience was like, dude, like I have <laughs> not, not that I can remember. Um, that was that was really that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that's the worst one I've heard so far. Like I've heard where like buses broke down and then like they'll fix it or they'll, but like your story, like yeah. I may that may be like the poster like story for like what I move <laughs> moving forward. I just. I just couldn't believe it. Was yeah. Just things kept on happening. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything that comes close to that. Thank God. Hopefully, we don't have one. Yeah, no, for sure. Knock on wood. Um, have you ever traveled to a city and you get off the bus? You're like, where am I? Like, I have no idea where I'm at. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> what is there's like? What is like the, uh, the most random spot you've been in so far? Um. Hmm. Or like the most like middle of nowhere where you're like, there's nothing here, maybe a subway and like a... there is. Okay. So we went to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania last summer 
And Harrisburg itself is like a decent place, but we were staying at a hotel 25 minutes away from the town. It was just in the middle of nowhere. It was literally a hotel, gravel lots, and then a sheets. That was it. Like nothing else even remotely close. And we were just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So we ate sheets all week and played terribly and <laughs> didn't really have much of a choice. Um, definitely. That's definitely one of the bad ones. Um, I mean, rookie ball, like advanced rookie that, uh, I can't remember the name of the league. Uh, the Tennessee, the Appy, the Appalachian, Appalachian league. Yeah, league, the Appy league. That was, that was a really brutal one. Um, that was definitely one of the tougher leagues to play in, but I was fortunate. I was only there for not even a full, like I was there for two weeks, but I wasn't even there for the full two weeks. Cause I pitched the first game. I pitched a game when I got there. Uh, my grandmother passed away, flew to the funeral, flew back, pitched another game. And then I was promoted out of there. Nice. So I, it was a, it was a quick, like, I think I was there for like nine days total. Okay. Um, or I was on the team for nine days total, but then I only, was there for an actual like six days. Okay. So. It's not just that terrible then. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I, I asked this question a lot too, like, have you had any like funny, um, like fan interactions? Uh, because a lot of these, you know, minor league, like, and I've been to games, minor league stadiums too. And like some of them are empty and you can hear every, everyone, <laughs> um, or after the game, they come up to you or ask you to sign random things. I have guys who told me, uh, kids ask them to sign their foreheads or ask them to sign, <laughs> like random the most random thing sometimes like um yeah there's always the there's always the the card guys who got the big binders full of cards um and i've just resorted to giving them crap because i like i'm a 17th round guy mm-hmm. like I, no one's like dying for my signature but so i always i'll always just sign just to do it It'd be nice and i always give them crap i'm always like oh how much are you gonna sell this one for like whole five dollars and they're always like, no, it's for my personal collection. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you have, um, ever have like repeat guys where you you see them like every game of the series? And you're like, dude, I got you like three times already. No, not no. Okay. Yeah, see, no one's after my signature that bad. Yeah, you never yeah. know, <laughs> which is nice. Um, I have started messing with people because have you heard of O'Neill Cruz? Mm, is he's he... a pretty he's a he's gonna be really really good okay. he's in AAA with us okay um people are always after his signature and i always like no matter usually he's like in the locker room still and i'll just walk by like oh you missed o'neill sorry guys and they're like ah they all like walk yeah. away after that yeah. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if i did so it's not uh this wasn't a bad thing at all it was yeah. actually a really sweet thing um last season i made very good friends uh, here in Altoona, like just this one, uh, this one elderly woman and these two, this one elderly couple. Uh, every day I would go out to the game, talk to them quickly, like just quick chat, and just you know we would guess who was going to hit home run that day, and like that was our ritual we mm-hmm. did every single home game, and it was nice to them all season. At the very end of the year, the last game of the year is on my birthday, and they are like, we want to get you a birthday present, and so they, I. They give me this giant bag. I'm like, oh my god, what it's what's in this? And I pull it out, and it's a giant tin can version of myself, <laughs> with my face taped onto it, with my number on the back, with perfectly like they painted the whole thing white, so it looks like uh, it looks like our jerseys. And they took like the ice cream like hat thing, and yeah. they put it on the top of it, so it looks perfectly like 
our actual uniforms. Dude. It was awesome. Was it just like an empty tin can or was it like a tin can of like popcorn it was like or a something? T- so like the chest was a big tin can and then the arms were thinner tin cans and then the legs were like the same kind of tin cans and like it's all melded together and like has joints and moves oh, around. Okay. It was sick. So they, they like welded it together. Like they, they took some yeah. time and that's incredible. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I'd love to see a picture sometime though. That, that's pretty, yeah. that sounds pretty sweet. Um, um, so questions though for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, like I said, like in, in these games, you can hear fans talking back to you, um, especially if you're in, you're in the bullpen. I don't know how, how you're, specific stadium is but like here in like in appleton like fans will just line up on top of the they can see and talk to the guys in the bullpen um do you ever have any any guys uh chirping at you or like just talking to you or maybe uh like any funny like chirps Uh, i guess nothing nothing that really stands out too much i've started giving the kids crap like um i don't know why this is a thing but they always go can i get a toss-up can i get a toss-up i don't know where that language even came about i've never once said can i get a toss-up yeah. in my life it's hey can i get a ball yeah and this you can clip this as the segment of <laughs> advice on how to get a baseball say please yeah ask once say please don't keep if you keep badgering us it's definitely gonna be a no and if we ignore you just say hey if you get a foul ball could i possibly get it that is gonna go a mile too um but once in a while if i feel like it i'll ask the kid some like trivia and it's always something because I I'm a nut and I like to study up on all that stuff, um. So I'll usually ask the kids some trivia and I go, "No cheating, you can't look it up." And they go, oh, "Okay," and then they run right to their parents and grab their parents' phone and look it up on oh, their phone nice. and then run back to me and they're like, "The answer is da da da." And um, they usually you know they uh, I feel like I get a kick out of that and they do too. So nothing too crazy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any good story. I mean, there was. There was the time last summer when our fans fought the eerie third baseman. That was fun. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> you can't just you can't just say that. Give me give me some background here. Give me what is going on. So, um, for whatever, it's probably Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, fans are getting hand, and they uh, they're chirping the third baseman for eerie, chirping them all game, just badgering them, badgering them, badgering them, and the game ends. And I don't, even, I think we lost. Yeah, we lost. And our whole team goes in into the clubhouse. I'm grabbing like a ball of bags or a bag of balls from the bullpen. I'm walking in. I'm the last guy in. And I see like the guy go over there. And I talk I ended up talking to one of their guys on their team and got the full story. They're chirping him the whole game. He go he's like walking by at the end of the game. The guy's like, Hey, can you sign this ball? The guy that was chirping yeah. the whole game. Oh, and the third baseman's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, can you, can you sign this ball for, for me and my kid? And the guy goes, I'll sign your ball. He takes it, and he throws it over the fence. Yes. Just launches it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, what just happened? And the guy, the fan did not like that at all. So he grabs him through the netting and starts punching him, throwing punches. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. The Erie player grabs him and starts throwing punches as well. And the whole Erie team just runs out there. And they're just attacking the fans and the fans are throwing beer and it's just got totally out of hand. And I'm standing there just by myself like, oh, my God, what's happening? <laughs> the whole team had gone inside. I go into the locker room and I go, guys, guys, they're fighting. And they're like, what? And a couple of guys run out there. We go like watch and they're just all like still screaming at each other. It was it was kind of funny. 
Wow. Okay, that's that. You have given me some of the best stories, and I, I, that's I'm gonna clip that too because that's that, that is an electric just atmosphere of like fan versus team and like yeah, Thirsty Thursday will do that too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like for sure, and like you talk about like um, uh, like dollar beer nights or whatever it is that minor league stadiums have all the time, and you get all these um fans who once they start, you know. As as the game progresses, they get a little bit bolder and bolder with what they say and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, they they uh, yeah they get aggressive. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I bet. Um, so um, obviously now you're in Double A. Um, the Pirates organization, like, give us like not me as a fan as a fan, I'm actually um, a Brewers fan. So, but I, I it's all right. We'll we'll talk to you. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but give maybe pirates fans who are listening, give us some, like something to be excited about. Like how is the farm system? Um, maybe a couple of names to like look out for who are just going to come up maybe, um, in the next year, this year or the next year. Uh, yeah, we're going to win the world series. It's going to be fun. We're going to beat the brewers for the NL central where you guys are going to cry. Um, it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's, it's honestly insane. Like. I I try to like keep my head in reality, but like it's really some of the best hit players I've ever seen in my life um, are in this organization. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, Castro, Contreras, Mason Martin, Cal Mitchell, um, Jack Swinski, uh, Hunter Stratton. I mean, Yuri De Los Santos. Like the the list just goes on forever. Like. We have a we have a full stacked rotation. We have a full stacked field. Um, Jihuan Bay is like Jihuan Bay is the fastest human being I've ever seen in my life. Like his speed is, they comp it to the same as Trey Turner. Oh wow, okay. He's and he's a great hitter, and the, he's like struggling to find like a way to play right now because the whole infield is stacked. The whole outfield is stacked. Like he learned outfield so he can try to get some reps, and it's still like, dude, when is he gonna get out there? Because mm-hmm. it's just it's unreal how many guys we got. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a really, really fun couple years for, uh, for pirates fans coming up and really, really miserable years for Brewers fans coming up. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we, we will see. We will see. Um, obviously uh, anytime. And I hope you make your major league debut this season. Um, hopefully it's in Milwaukee. I best, best scenario. So I can kind of go and kind of watch you pitch. I'll, I'll be um, unbiased. You know, I'll be like, all right, that's my guy. I'm going to watch him pitch. Um, hopefully you do well. A- any other game, I'm like, whatever, you know, Brewers all the all the way. But uh, uh, hopefully, you know, this this season, uh, we see you back in AAA. We see you get your call up. Hoping this season, I mean, you were, like I said, you were in AAA. You got a taste of that. Um, how did, how, what is the biggest jump in talent, I guess, or like competition-wise that you've seen since you've been all levels so far? Um, yeah. Was it like from high A to double A or from like double A to triple A? Um, honestly, man, that's a tough question. I do, I do want to say real quick. I think I'm besides for I think Cole Tucker and Mitch Keller. Me and those two guys are the only guys that have played at every single team in the Pirate system because the Black Bears and the Bristol Pirates are gone now. So I think all three of us are the only three to play at all levels because most guys skip the GCL. I was in the GCL for a while, so. I get that little, uh, I get to wear that uh, little, badge, little of badge, of, badge of honor. Yeah. Um, it's such a, it's such a slow like climb. It really is. Um, Cause the GC, like when you go from college ball to GCL, you're like, whoa, this is 
completely different because you got these 18 year old Dominicans that are just hunting fastball at all times or throwing so 103. If, yeah. Um, the, the, the arm side of it is different, but like for pitching, like I threw fast, I threw fastballs in the zone yeah, and it was just whack at all times. So I had to figure out how to throw my breaking stuff in the zone, my change up in the zone, all that. Um, but then it's just, it's a slow tick. It's all the good, all the guys that were good in the GCL get to go to advanced rookie. All the guys that are going to advance rookie go to short A, short A to low A, mm-hmm. low A to high A, double, and then it keeps on going. Um, I think it's hard to compare because high A was 2019 for me, and then double A was 2021 for me because I missed 2020. COVID, yeah. Um, I would say that's a that's a decent jump, but. I think honestly what it comes down to, and I hope if there's any young players listening to this podcast, um, it's confidence. It's, it's really, that's really all it is. Like last year I was scared to death on the mound. Like I was like, please get me through this outing safely. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm like, I don't care who I'm facing. Give me the ball. I will get them out. Like I seriously just give me the ball. I'm going to mm-hmm. throw a sinker. They're going to hit a ground out and they're going to hit a ground ball. If it's at somebody cool, if it's not, that's a shame, but. I'm cool with it either way. So um, I think, I think, yeah, as long as I think as long as you have the confidence to be there, if, and like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You got to tell yourself you belong. Right. That's a really good rhyme. Damn. Yeah. Look at you, Dr. Susan over yeah, here. You go. <laughs> I got uh, yeah. if you're right or wrong, you just got to believe you belong. Yeah. I might. Oh, that's good. I'm going to have to write that in the, in the bio here. um well hey i want to thank you for coming on obviously um i'm excited uh to see your career moving forward um again like best case scenario you debut in milwaukee i can see you pitch uh we'll we'll record an episode live at some point (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah definitely have to have you back on and uh we'll we'll kind of see how it goes from there but i do appreciate you coming on man yeah of course thanks for having me francisco all right man you have a great rest of your day all right you too Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.